Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and our guest this week is Stephanie Veit. Stephanie, how are you doing? Good. Thank well, you for having me. Thanks for being here. You and I had a little discussion over email because you said, I'm not technically a marketer. And I said, that's okay, because we have had many people on this show who are not technically marketers. So thanks for being here, despite the fact that you don't feel like you fit the description. I'm sure by the time you are done, we will be just fine and you will have great stories to tell. Thank you. Thank you. So you and I go somewhat way back, but I can't remember where it was or how it was we first met. Was it through Weil and I's stuff? It, it was. Okay. Um, so I was chairing the Leadership Institute at the yes. time and you were one of our speakers for, yes. I, I'm assuming you still do, do that for Weil and I, I for the communications yes, I'm, piece. I'm way beyond the why in Weil and I, yeah, but I still both of us. facilitate yeah. and speak. Yes. <laughs> I like can't get out. Like yeah. once you get in, they don't let you out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should start O-L-N-I because that would be a better description. <laughs> but thanks for being here. We're going to talk, as we do with all of our guests, about your career path, the organization you work for, some of the things you're working on, and then a few little tidbits after that. And your career path is one that I'm super interested in for a number of different reasons because I knew you as one of the faces of Three Rivers Federal Credit Union. You were there for 16 years. And I assumed that your background was in business or you had a degree in marketing or something along those lines, but you do not have a degree in any of those things. Your I do not. <laughs> is in? Dietetics and nutrition, fitness, and health. Okay. So how did you get into that program? What were you thinking and why that? And then why did you go in a different direction? <laughs> okay. So I'll be really honest. Uh, my husband's from Fort Wayne. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us went to Purdue. We met in West Lafayette, Indiana. So where are you from originally? He, uh, my parents live in Cherville, mm-hmm. originally from Hammond. Yep. So uh, the other corner the of the region. state, the region. Yeah. Um, my husband took a job when we left Purdue in just outside of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So we okay. moved there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Actually worked in my field of study as a dietitian and a trainer. Uh-huh. Um, but I was working seven days a week and I was working 5 a.m. till yeah. 10 p.m., 11 mm-hmm. p.m. So you're working when your clients aren't. Yep. And he got a call from a previous boss that said, hey, what'd you think about coming back to Fort Wayne? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I don't know. What are you going to pay me? Mm-hmm. And they were going to offer him the same salary that he was making there, which the cost of living here was so much less. Yeah. So he said, what do you think about moving to Fort Wayne? And I said, where? Yeah. <laughs> so um, we moved to Fort Wayne and uh, he, he took a job and I yet didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. So we moved in with my in-laws for about 30 days until, yep. until we could move into our house. And I said, I want banker's hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw an ad in the paper for Three Rivers. And I was yeah. like, I know how to balance my checkbook. Like yeah. I can like open a checking account, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, I applied and they called me the next day and said, hey, we have this position open. You'll open accounts and, and take out loans. And I'm like, great. Yeah. You know, just temporary. Yeah. And 16 years later. Yeah. Um, I was still there and yeah. I did, I worked in the branches and management. I switched over to the commercial side. So the last eight years there I spent in commercial lending. Yeah. I managed the call center. Like I kind of, yeah. I did it all. Yeah. yeah. So I loved it. Yeah. So you loved it, but you went on and did something else. And, and that, those two things are not mutually exclusive, but tell us why that was for you. Why did you decide to go off and do something different? So, uh, I spent eight years in, on the commercial side, a lot of commercial real estate, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, got to really work on some projects for economic development within the city of Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, got a call from Hagerman Construction. They said, we're looking for someone for business development. And I said, I know nothing about construction. Yeah. And they said, you know real estate and you know economic development. So yeah. we can teach you the construction part. Okay. Um, 
And so my job at Hagerman was really interesting. Again, I got to do some real estate. And, yeah. um, but again, it was really about um, connecting pieces and learning mm-hmm. contract methods. So yeah. uh, again, they use lots of acronyms, but whether you're doing design build or a CMC project, it's helping the client figure out which one is the right one. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really need to know like how to build the building. <laughs> sure. Well, they have people for that, I would assume. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was there just, uh, uh, almost three and a half years. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and Hagerman works well outside of Northeast Indiana. I mean, it's a, it's a nationally recognized construction. Entity, so correct? Hagerman has three offices, one in mm-hmm. Louisville, which they just opened in 2018, and then one in Fishers, yeah. and then our office here in Fort Wayne, which yeah. we started in 1908. Yeah. Um, and so why we have built outside of the state of Indiana, um, that's not our target market. So our target market is kind of where we live, work, and play. Sure. But we obviously have clients that have locations elsewhere. Okay. So that's typically what happens is we do a project in Fort Wayne and then they say, hey, we have this office sure. in Washington and yeah. or Missouri. Yeah. Will you build this building there? And we say, sure. Yeah. Um, so we kind of coined that term like we're not a nationwide builder, but we will build nationwide. Got it. Okay. Um, All right. So you're doing that. You like it. You're learning new things. Yep. But yep. then again, you decide to go do something else. So why is that and how does that happen? <laughs> so, um, again, working in that economic development space, I uh, got to know Patrick Dooley, who was director mm-hmm. of airport development for for the airport. Um, Hagerman did a lot of projects out by the airport. So we were kind of meeting on a regular basis, and he called me and said he was retiring. Mm-hmm. And, and then he said, I want you to take my job. And I said, well, I don't want your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I want so, to retire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... He said, just read the job description and then have lunch with me. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And okay. here we are. And it was the right place at right time and yeah. Yeah. a great opportunity. So, All right. Well, it's obviously <laughs> from an economic development standpoint, huge impact on our part of the world. But tell us a little bit about what's your role and how do you describe when you're talking to friends back home or people who aren't very familiar with our airport, how do you describe it and what's your role in making it all happen? So, as Director of Airport Development for the Fort Wayne Allen County Airport Authority, my role is to sell, lease, and develop the property that the airport owns. Okay. So, we have um, hundreds of acres for sale mm-hmm. or for lease around mm-hmm. in and around the airport. Um, we have three buildings that actually have access to our a- airfield. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the old Kitty Hawk buildings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you've been around Fort Wayne for a long time. Kitty Hawk went out and I think... 09, yeah. 08, it's been a while. Um, but those buildings were built for mm-hmm. Kitty Hawk, um, which was um, a cargo carrier mm-hmm. that just did domestic cargo. Yep. Um, so there's three large buildings out there that we lease. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have cargo carriers in there, so FedEx, UPS, um, our tenants. So my role is really to help develop our property yep. um, in and around the airport. Yep. And I, I do have um, a marketing specialist that works for me, so um, I do... As development kind of crosses that marketing line mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. um, get to do some kind of cool things in marketing for the airport as well. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the current state of, of the airport and your role. A lot going on right now. Tell us from your perspective, what are some of the highlights? Oh, yeah, a lot going on. Um, so we have a $47 million expansion yeah. project yep. on the west side of our airport. Um, <clears throat> some new gates, some new ticketing counters. Um, as soon as the west expansion is done, we'll move over to the east side. Yep. Um, so it'll be, 
in excess of probably $100 million worth of projects wow. in the next couple of years. Okay. So a lot of stuff going on there. Um, we have some lots in the James E. Kelly Aero Center, which is right next to the entrance to our airport, mm-hmm. that we had state certified as shovel ready about mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Okay. We have our first two lots in there under contract, so we haven't closed. Sure. Seller, uh, buyer still working on some due diligence. So um, that's kind of exciting. And then from a marketing standpoint, we just launched um, a first fly the fort campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been exciting to kind of kick that off. So for those who might not be familiar, talk, if you will, about that campaign. What is it striving to do and why is that important to the airport? So prior to the pandemic, so going back to 2009, uh, FWA, the Fort Wayne Airport, had a record number of employments. Yep. Hence all the growth and construction out there. Yep. Um, but 65% of our business was was the business traveler. And 35% was that leisure traveler. Mm. Uh, Fast forward through the pandemic um, and how we've come out of the pandemic, that has almost flip-flopped. So now we're looking at more like 60% of our travelers being that leisure travel and then business, maybe they haven't returned to the air or they're not traveling or frequently they're freaked out about Sure. You know, getting in confined spaces yep. with um, COVID, obviously, still yeah. still there, still present. Um, and so looking at it like, is this really sustainable for us? Yeah. You know, what sure. does this look like? And sure. how do we get business yeah. kind of back in the air? So um, First Fly the Fort campaign is really geared towards our businesses in Fort Wayne. And we're asking yeah. them, when you travel or your employees travel, look at Fort Wayne first. Mm-hmm. So uh, we know that it might be a little bit more expensive um, to fly out of Fort Wayne, not always. Um, but when you look at the cost that you pay an employee to drive somewhere else, the time you get drive time and yep. lack of production time and cost of parking alone, yeah, um, it's the real cost of that is probably actually more yeah. to fly out of somewhere else than it is your backyard. For sure. And if you're leisure travel, you might have a hotel stay because you might have an early flight. I just yesterday booked a flight out of Fort Wayne to Las Vegas. And and the one thing that you cannot put a price on is getting off the plane and being home in like 20 minutes. minutes. It's the yep. best. It's the best. <laughs> and, I, and I tell people, so I grew up in Massachusetts. Logan was my home airport. And many of my friends still live there. And I tell them, I can literally get out of bed, and I can be through security an hour after I wake up. Yep. And yep. that's pushing it a little bit, but it's fantastic, and it's great. And I think it's those who do it really appreciate it, but it's still underappreciated how nice it is to have an airport that is safe and will get you a lot of places in the world, and it's very easy to get to and through. Yep, and we know that it's not from a cost standpoint going to work. Yeah. If you have sure. a family of six people sure. and it costs a hundred more dollars a ticket, now you're talking six hundred dollars. That's kind of real money. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we know that it's not, you know, gonna work every time. But like we said, especially with a business traveler, when one or two people are traveling, um, add up those costs and it's probably actually yeah. cheaper to fly out of Fort Wayne. And check it before you assume it's gonna be less expensive right. somewhere else. And so that's, you know, first first look at us, yeah. really. Yeah, for sure. Um, airports measure what we call leakage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe this is good for me to talk about it now or later. I don't know. Um, 
you, you but, just made it super compelling by saying that. So please continue. Okay. You whispered, and everyone's on tenterhooks yeah. now. Okay, what is she so say? airports yes. use what we call leakage. Yeah. To, and and so that is really like who lives in your catchment area mm-hmm. or your zip codes or your region. It's out migration. That uses of passengers, right? out, yeah, and yeah. we lose we lose two hundred and sixty six people a day. Wow. To other airports, that's four and a half planes a wow. day. Wow. So if we had four and a half additional planes. A day, we could have more flights to destinations. We could have bigger planes. Yeah. So that's part of that when, you know, I mean, everybody likes to ask, like, when are you getting a flight to Denver? Use our airport and yeah. we'll get a flight yeah, to Denver. for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so obviously some of the things you just talked about are some of the big things you're working on. But what are some of the main projects that are taking up your time that you're excited about, that are maybe keeping you up at night, maybe a combination of things. What are some of the major things on your plate right now? Um, so a couple, obviously, uh, leases happening at the Air Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Um, so some some construction <clears throat> happening in in and out of that um, building, about 50,000 square feet. Um, so that that's uh, kind of, I don't know, pending, if you will. Um, the county would like to... Where Smith Road hits Airport Expressway, mm-hmm. they put a light there yep. at Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, Smith Road on the north side of Airport Expressway hits Airport Expressway where there's that, that large yep. embankment. Yeah. Kind of a dangerous yeah. to get on and off. So they want to extend Smith Road to the north side and kind of connect that. So you only have one entrance onto Airport Expressway at that light. Well, that has to go right through our property. Uh-huh. Um Property actually is one parcel. Part of the land is like in our airfield, part of our runway, uh, our okay. <laughs> um, inside our fence. Yeah. And so that has to be land released from the FAA okay. in order for us to sell that to the yeah. county for a road. Um, so that's kind of the first uh, large mm-hmm. FAA project that I'll get to work on. So Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you have some unique insights into economic development and the state of commercial real estate because of your background and because of what you're doing now. For those who might not be as educated, what what is the state of all that today? Because pre-pandemic, you know, Fort Wayne doing really well in that score. You hear talk of, well, commercial real estate, you know, is is changing because of everything that happened during the pandemic. What's the reality? What what are you seeing as far as commercial real estate market and economic development locally? Um, wow, and maybe it's my construction background, but I kind of want to divide that up into vertical markets a little bit. Yeah. So like commercial being that we don't really know what it's going to look like because mm-hmm. there are still people that aren't working in their offices. Yeah. And so what is that commercial space going to look like mm-hmm. in 24 months? Yeah. We don't know. Are mm-hmm. people going to hang on to their office space? Or yeah. you know, are we all going to look at engagement scores in 12 months and go, why is nobody happy and nobody knows anybody? And <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. I, I think some offices are doing that better with yeah. engagement and, mm-hmm. and working remotely. Um, but in terms of like manufacturing or... Um, even healthcare, mm-hmm. um, logistics. You, you have to yeah, replace. I mean, all yeah. of that yeah. is is still really booming. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we get the local economic development officials for each county. So the Lido's get you know emails from IEDC with yep. companies that are looking at moving to Indiana. And I will tell you, a lot of those are really large parcels. We need a hundred acres. Mm-hmm. We need you know really yep. large manufacturing logistics. <clears throat> Um, so I still see that as really yep. booming. Um, I, even with education, the amount of 
um, ESSER funding and government funding that the schools are getting for, you know, a lot of HVAC work and like air quality stuff Mm -hmm. to keep our kids in school and keep them healthy. Like that's still really booming. Yeah. So, um, I mean, really, I think uh, commercial office space is probably the one that's probably the most iffy. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know as people are like running out and building. Yeah big office buildings sure, right now, but sure. it seems like every other vertical market is kind of filling that space, if you will, Yeah, from a development standpoint. Yeah. Well, and, and Fort Wayne, you know, you and I, I think being from different parts of the world, we've seen Fort Wayne really change. And, um, you know, it, what's happening in the, in the residential market is a reflection of what's happening commercially yeah. and otherwise. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, so we moved here in 2002. Mm-hmm. And I got involved with Weil and I right as they were having the discussion about the ball field. Yeah. And so we said, oh, you know, we're going to do this informational meeting. We're going to, like, just open it up to, like, everybody. We had, like, 250 people Mm -hmm. show up, and everybody's like, whoa. And I kind of, like, always chuckled, you know. Um, We took the train in to Sox games and Cubs games all the time, and all the ball fields are, like (laughs) – downtown and in you know and so that's kind of what i was used to and like all these people were so against it and it was really weird i felt like you were either for it or against it and nobody was in the middle yeah nobody was like we don't really care if they move it downtown i mean it was like yeah i'm putting my flag (laughs) in you know um so like just being part of that conversation and kind of watching all of that yeah um it's been really interesting yeah yeah, I, actually, I can't remember who it was. We had a guest on the podcast who admitted, and I think it was, I think it was a he against it, but now thinks it's the <laughs> yeah, greatest thing yeah. ever. Yeah, and I've I've had a couple, like yeah. probably at least ten people say, "Oh, I was against it, but yeah. it was the best thing." Like I was totally wrong, and I'm glad that yeah I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, all the things, all the doom and gloom never came to pass. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you referenced something I wanted to to speak to briefly. You mentioned your involvement a while, and I. One of the things, Stephanie, that I've known you as is someone who's very involved in the community. Is that something you're still able to do as your kids have gotten a little older and as your professional life has gotten a little more complex, or has that had to take a back seat? Um, I'm still involved with, um, well, Rotary. I will be president in another. They have like a four year cycle, yep. right? So I'm still really involved with Downtown Rotary. I serve on the Allen County Park Board, I mm-hmm. serve on the Women's Fund at the Community Foundation. Um, Headwaters Junction. So I still am. Yeah, so the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. And um, I think that while and I is like, has this like chip on me or something where like <laughs> they kind of like, they're not letting me out. So, in so two, if you're in hearing 2000, this, please call. Yeah, please call. <laughs> please send help. Um, 2017, while and I started a foundation. Yeah. So a 501c3. Mm-hmm. And um, so we could take in some grant funding. Yeah. And the past president of the C4 moves on to the C3 okay. board as president. Mm-hmm. And somehow it's 2022 and I'm still president of the <laughs> C4. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Still trying to, I thought Savannah was going to take that over in July and she got a promotion at work. And yeah, so sure. it's been this kind sure. of, so I'm still there. Yeah. I'm so how do you there. make all this work? You've got big stuff happen at the airport. You have, Two kids who are still under your roof and still need stuff. Um, and then you've got this community. How do you make it work? My husband's amazing, first of all. <laughs> uh, that helps. Okay. That helps. Um, 
in the whole, like, it's a really equal parenting. Yeah. <laughs> My kids also um, have been involved and gone to events and have been yeah. super supportive of uh, my involvement, whether it's in Rotary, they went to Washington Elementary with me and helped me paint lockers. And yeah. I mean, so a lot of it I do have to do outside of work hours, sure. obviously. Yeah. Um, but just really having my family be supportive and a part of that as well yeah. is probably the only reason why. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's great. And it's a passion. I mean, I love economic development because I love Fort Wayne, because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I want my kids to move back here. Yeah. And... yeah, so this is now home for you, even though it's not where you're from. Is that yeah. true? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah, well, that's... I mean, it, we're go, it'll be 20 years that we've been back here. Yeah, that's so. similar to my story. I, I literally, when I moved here, I was like, where's Indiana? And I literally had to get out a map, and I thought it was one of the square states out by Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've been here for longer than the state I grew up in. And it's it's got its hooks in me in a yep. strange way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I took us down a path there, but any other big things you're working on? Sounds like you've got plenty. But anything you missed, anything that's really important to you? No, lots of property stuff. Um 163 marketing stuff. Uh like I said, first fly of the fort. Obviously when we get a bunch of snow, yeah, it's a huge event. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this will come out for those of you who are listening. This will come out probably in March, but we're recording this the day before. <laughs> we're gonna have another snowmageddon, right? Yeah, yeah. And schools are closing for at least one day, if not two, perhaps three. So we still may be digging out by the time this right, airs. Right, so good luck with all right. that. What does that what does that entail at the airport when a big snowstorm uh, is coming? Um just a lot of sighing like that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So it's funny because you may even like hear my phone going off. It's because when your friends find out you work for the airport, they think you work for the airline. Mm, so you're gonna know and like, so what's now, canceled and like hey, yeah. I'm supposed to fly out to here, here. I got like four right in a row yesterday. Uh is my flight gonna be canceled? Like I don't know. I don't work for American yeah, Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously we have de-icers and, yeah. you know, the runway is our first priority. Um, so yeah. we, I don't know, they have it like timed, right? It takes seven minutes to make a 50-foot wide path on the runway. Okay. And so seven minutes they can come back. And, yeah. you know, so they make a pass and then they like actually test the pavement for traction. And so, you know, depending on what that looks like, whether they... De-ice yeah. or salt or plower. I mean, yeah. it's like they, they do like floor, four plow trucks like right in a row. Like, Yeah. 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 Katie, well, Katie posted be, it on yeah. um, our website with some video last time it snowed yeah. when we got three inches. Or, and my youngest son was like, can I drive one of those trucks? <laughs> I mean, like, you need that big of a truck for like the yeah. runway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we have plenty of equipment to do it. And, and typically um, – even if we get 12 inches of snow, they may close one of the runways. So some of the smaller planes. Yeah, sure. Um, but, and so we'll keep one of the runways, you know, pristine. Okay. We either have one really good one or two really crappy ones. So we'll see how it goes over the next couple of days. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. we can always cut this part. <laughs> yeah, cut it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, yeah. If we don't get snow, cut That's it right. out. That's yeah. right. Okay. So let's pivot to the speed round of the show where we talk about three things somewhat related to what we've already talked about, but in a more concise manner. So career path. You've had the opportunity to work for three companies that it sounds like you had a really great experience with. What have you learned in all that 
in terms of advice you could pass on? How do you build a successful career? How do you build a fulfilling career? What do you want people to know about that? Wow. Um, my career path has been in very different industries, but it's all been because I have a passion for something. Uh-huh. So um, I, ha- I had a friend ask me one time, she said, all I've, all I've done is work in like government. And I, like, I don't know what else I could do. I'm like, you could do anything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. literally, yeah. you know, with your skill set. And so um, I don't know, you know, each time I kind of switched careers, I did a like, okay, who is someone that would give me really good advice and be really, really honest with me about mm-hmm. industry? Yep. And so when I got the call from Hagerman, I reached out to a couple people that I knew, mm-hmm. not necessarily from general construction, yeah. but in the trades and sure. said, okay, this is what I'm looking at and be yeah. super honest with me. And just based on my skill sets, yeah, would this be a good fit for me? You know, yeah. um, And I think having those people that will have the honest conversations with you um, and you being honest with yourself, like, why am I taking this? Yeah. Um, and my thing was, well, I think I can make a difference. Yeah. Whether it's a difference, you know, at, at the company, in sure. the community, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, and you t- kind of touched on it with my community involvement. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I've been, you know, even before you say, yes, I'm taking the job, these are the four things that I'm really passionate about, I'm yeah. involved in, and I want to stay involved in. And is yeah. that going to work? Yeah. And if it's not, what do, what can you back out and what are you willing to give and take? Sure. Um, sure. And, you know, I think that in Fort Wayne, we have a very giving community. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just of, of resources, but of the amount of people that serve on boards yeah. and committees for nonprofits. Yeah. So I'd be really surprised if someone said, no, you can't be involved in the community. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just looking at. Well, um, I think it's a it's a it's it's an accountability issue because when, when you're in a city of, you know, Two million people or four million people, you kind of assume other people have it handled. And here it's like, oh, I guess if I don't do it, who's going to do who's it? Who's going to do it? Yeah. 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 When people say, well, how do you get involved? I'm like, it's so easy. Like, yeah. anybody will take your help. Well, and you're, li- you're living proof of the fact that once you raise your hand for one opportunity, yeah. others yeah. will follow. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, just carving that, that niche out and saying, like, what do I, what am I really passionate mm-hmm. about? Like, not as, necessarily in an industry, but in those skill sets, like yeah. where, you know, what does that look like? Um, I never thought I'd be working for an airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, no, good advice. So know yourself really well. Be honest with yourself about what you want. Get good advice about what you're getting into before jumping in with both feet, but also be uh, be eager to try new things and learn new things. Right, yeah. right, right. All right. And it's always, I mean, someone said, weren't you afraid? Like, Hell yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you have to cut that out. Sorry. No, we swear um, a lot on this. This is <laughs> no, some, like, some of the, we should, tu- we should actually turn up the swearing. We haven't done enough on this episode. You know, of course I'm afraid. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about construction or airports and yeah. I could like totally flop on my face, yeah, but sure. just being afraid of something is not a reason to say no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the well, opportunity for more growth way outweighs. Yeah, sometimes it's a great reason you know to say that, yes. You right. know, there's a there's a quote. I'm not someone you would probably ever think would quote Beyonce, but I'm going to do it right here on this podcast. Um, I once heard her say that the only time I get nervous is when I'm not nervous because that means she doesn't care, right? So I think there's something to that mm-hmm. that, you know, if for you young folks out there, um, if you're afraid to do something because you feel like it's going to push you, that's probably a good, good thing, thing, and you should say yep. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The okay. mayor. The mayor quoted uh, the Lorax yesterday. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he said, 
the one about if nobody, you know, we have to care an awful lot. Yeah. Um, so he was at, speaking at Rotary, giving like a state of the city yesterday. And okay. All right. Quoted the Lord All right. Well. <laughs> so you can quote Beyonce. It's okay. It's good. All right. It's probably it's the last time I will, but <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, okay. So really a lot of, a lot of good advice packed into that. Second question, what's something you want people to know about your organization? And that could be dispelling a myth. It could be something that you think people know, but you want to reinforce anything, anything at all. What do you want people to know about the airport? Oh, boy. Um, well, I kind of touched on that, right? Like, I work for the airport authority and not the airlines. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really interesting just kind of learning the inside, in and outs. So, like, the TSA— um, doesn't work for the airport, and yep. we don't work for the TSA. Like yep. they actually report to Homeland Security. Yep. But everyone in the flight tower who relies on the airports and uh, the airlines work for the FAA. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so take you know, your we all we all we all work for saying. like different yeah government agencies, but we all have to work together. Like it's this really weird. So how does that collaboration puzzle happen? Like how do you? Get everyone to work together. I mean, it's not that it's your job to do it, but yeah. how do the entities yeah. work together? Um, you know, we well, we have because of construction right now, like they have like ongoing weekly yeah. meetings because of construction, um, just kind of keeping everyone yeah. our parking lot is constantly changing, our yep. pickup, our drop off is constantly changing. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's there's always gonna be that have patience with us because yeah. we can see the end. Yeah. Um, we're all on the same team. So I I mean there's not like there's not ever uh adversarial mm-hmm. yeah. you know but it's just it's just weird like I guess I don't really know what I thought before I worked there yeah. but I kind of all assumed that like there was a hierarchy and yeah. then we like all reported to the same place but that's not how it yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just um yeah everybody works in their own space with and for each other. Yeah. Um so obviously getting Passengers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, and maybe this might be, I'm a homer, but I think our TSA is like the friendliest TSA yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Um, I walk in and out of there every day, and they're always like helping people and yeah. saying please and thank you. Yeah. Um, they have staffing shortages. We have staffing short. The mm-hmm. airline has staff. Everybody yeah. is short staffed right now. Yeah. So, I mean, even like, you know, typically an airline's bringing someone with the wheelchair like through security, and sometimes we're having to do that because the, air, the airline has nobody to do it. Yeah. Um, and TSA's helping. I mean, it's all yeah. like we're all focusing on the passenger first, and yeah. so that's probably why it works. Yeah. Well, and, and I can say very genuinely, I've never had a bad experience at Fort Wayne's airport that was, you know, anything other than weather. <laughs> you right, know, there was right, never right. a people problem at the airport. Right, so I think right. that that speaks to that collaboration. Even if there's no hierarchy, it seems to work pretty well. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Last one. So this is the one that may be the most difficult. And I'm going to disclaim here for the people who are listening. I used to ask people, what did you learn during the pandemic? And people just got tired of that. So we're going to change it. And if it doesn't work, I'll ask a third question. In fact, if you have an idea for a third question, please let me know. (laughs) But the question I'm going to ask Stephanie is as follows. What is one tool or trick or tip that you use in your work that you think is really underappreciated that you want people to know about that's your secret weapon that helps you get the job done. What is it? So it might not be totally work-related, but yeah. I had a light bulb go off when we were talking. You asked me about 
being involved in being a mom and, yeah. you know, all these other things. Um, maybe this is like old school. <laughs> maybe I'm um, indulging my age here, I guess. Um, on my calendar, yeah. like my Outlook calendar, I color code everything. So, yeah. like, I color code work meetings a different color than yep. nonprofit board meetings, mm-hmm. whether, you know, I have yeah. a lunch meeting and then the kids' stuff a different color. So, yeah. like, I can look at my calendar at any one point in time and know how far out of balance I am. Yeah. No, um, I think that's great. Which allows me to, like, keep that balance. Like, oh, I have, like, three board meetings yeah. tonight or, you yeah. know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, or I've been running the kids around, you know, for yeah. three days. And, um, yeah, so that's... I don't know when someone's like, how, "How do you like keep it all straight?" Like I call it. Yeah. No, I don't think that's. I don't think that's antiquated at all. I think that's forward thinking. But well, I might be well, saying that because I'm 52. Yeah. And maybe I just think it's forward thinking. Yeah. No, yeah, that's I don't great. know. That's the only way I could do it. Well, and you can glance at it. I mean, yeah. I I do a less sophisticated version of that where if it's a I time block. So mm. if I'm going to work on something, it's on the calendar. But red is no. This is a real thing you need to be either virtually or physically at, and blue is. Here is something that's discretionary you could work on any time. But at a glance, I can say, oh, I have to be a lot of places this week this or week. not. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I think it's helpful. And and really, that's the goal of this question, gentle listener, is to hear what other people do that makes their work life or their personal life a little easier and learn from that, hopefully. It's my sneaky way of getting free advice from people, really, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, there you have all the sneaky advice that I Here know. we go. Color-coding the calendar. <laughs> not very innovative <laughs> it's, it's okay it's it's the we've we've only had two guests answer that question so at worst it's the second oh there you go there you go we have. there you so, go yes well thank you stephanie this has been a lot of fun really appreciate it really appreciate the opportunity for asher to work with the good folks at the airport appreciate everything you do in the community this was fun i hope it was fun for you thank you yes i appreciate you and everything you've done for a while and i and well thanks Thanks. Been, uh, I'll keep doing it make... until they kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> until they realize how old I really am. Yeah, but at least you're an instructor. But... Yeah. Yeah. I need the gravitas. I need the gray hair. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. And thanks, thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another great guest. And we hope you'll join us then.